now if we wish to prove that a certain psychic form is not a unique but a typical occurrence. This can be done only if I myself testify that having taken the necessary precautions, I have observed the same thing in different individuals. Then other observers too must confirm that they have made the same or similar observations. Finally, we have to establish that the same or similar phenomena can be shown to occur, occur in the folklore of other peoples and races and the texts that come down to us from earlier centuries and epochs. Those are the writings of Carl Jung mm -hmm. uh, when he wrote in, in the National Review about the film Us. Ah, okay. That's a joke because yeah. the National Review is Armin White's publication and Carl Jung has been dead for a long time. Yes. Uh, Marcus. Hmm. Do you like propane? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, this is Zebras in America episode something uh, brought to you by Pepsi Orange. What, Coke? You're the only one that gets to have orange flavors? You think that's cool? You know what I have to say about that? What truth may objectively be is difficult enough to determine, but we should not, in our dealings with people, let this fact terrorize us. You hear that? In a world... That was, that was Theodore Adorno. Mm -hmm. I'm just breaking out books today. Because I, I felt really sloppy last week. I'm really sorry about that. So I hope, you know, for the listeners, I'm sorry. I was battling the flu, and I'm sure... I'm the only person that feels bad about it, but I just felt a little, I felt a little under the weather, and I'm trying to be extra smart this time. It happens. But yeah, that's just like, it's just about how even like a hundred years ago, the fact that truth has a different value than you may think was important. Before we go and do this episode, I think well, we're gonna discuss that. Oh, not on this episode? No. Oh, apparently yeah. we're not going to discuss Us on this episode. But I did watch Us. So did I. So did you. I watched a bunch of shit this weekend, actually. I Mainly mean, yesterday, but yeah. I, Us was one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I watched... Most of the movies I watched this year were on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But I did watch Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Did we talk about that last week? A little bit last week. Just a little bit, though. You can. Was, I haven't seen it, but it go, was, go, 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 go. It was cute. I mean, you know, this, my friend in uh, jujitsu school was like, "Oh, which one's better, that or, or Wonder Woman?" I was like, "Why? Why? Why are you asking that?" Mm. He was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Why not ask if it's as good as Avengers or you know, sure, not another female lead superhero movie? What are you trying to do here, buddy?" Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, don't do that." And I was like, "I'm sorry, my friend, but you did that." And then my, my friend who's a, who, who was there was like, nah, you were the one who was trying to trick Scott. That was a dumb question. Right. Even though the people who were behind Wonder Woman were comparing it to other stuff. But I don't want to go there. But I see what you're saying. To I, me, I had to say that. To me, if you, to me like, I would compare Captain Marvel to Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> I got that vibe. Just Even, from the 90s, from the... Just that, just, and well, to me, that they're space movies. That too. Like, I think the best comparison as far as superhero movies go, Wonder Woman you could compare to The Rocketeer and Captain America 1. Mm -hmm. And I like all three of them. Mm. Uh, Rocketeer, I think, is the most... Um, they had the most potential... But but failed. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's a fun movie. I recently rewatched it. I think it's mm -hmm. a great movie. Mm -hmm. But you know, that is what it is. Um, oh man, I, I thought we were going to be talking about us today. We, no, we will. Um, but um, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at your list, and and you know, off record, we, you know, we text, and you just, I just, I just want to assure you, and folks, you don't know this. So Scott, and this is pretty common. A lot of people have felt this way before. He's just like you know. Scott, if I'm if I'm speaking correctly, it's like you know, 2019 so far is kind of whatever word you want to use, and I just want to assure you that I guarantee it's going to get better. Not even just for the fact that 
it's only March, but I the stuff that's coming out that I've actually seen. You know, like Alverson, you know, Alverson, Alverson, Lake, Think about that. That movie's been like Even in limbo for. I forgot all about that. But Never it's mind. coming out this year. Yeah, it is summer. Errol Morris will probably come out. There's there's He's a bunch there's a bunch of Japanese movies that look dope that I just haven't had the chance to see. Um, I think you'll find Carlos Regattas' latest film interesting in a good way because sometimes interesting isn't a good thing. But it but but I, I think you'll I don't know if I can I even find say it, enjoy because it's it, really long and grueling. But I find it interesting when I'm into wrestling. Fair enough. Um, our good friend Shaka King said. Capernaum is is the movie of the year so far. Well, okay. So I'm gonna check that out at some point. There was that movie I want. I told you I wanted to see that was like Mad Max meets uh, Florida Project. But mm-hmm. It's already mm-hmm. out of the theaters. So mm-hmm. when that comes to stream, uh, Triple Frontier was depressing as hell. the The commercial makes it sound like it's an action movie, mm. but really it's just about it's about basically like. Why are we leaving so many soldiers broke? Mm. Now, we can argue that we should stop... That that war efforts may be unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But that's a different argument. Yeah. If, you're, if, you lead, if you led platoons, if you were in the special forces, if you're in spec ops... And you can't afford to send your kids to college... That seems sort of messed no, up. I don't know. it's not sort of. It's not sort of. You know, do you know the reason why presidents have pensions? No, what? Because Ulysses S. Grant died broke because he, he had a debilitating gambling problem. Oh, shit. And uh, he wrote his autobiography, I believe at the behest of Mark Twain. Hi, Doug. You ever smoke PCP? No. I'm sorry, I felt bad. I didn't ask Sloan if she smoked PCP. Just because I, I thought I was She's like... She's listening. Sloan, if you smoke PCP? I mean, maybe... Quote, tweet with a yes or a no. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry for... I'm sorry that we didn't love first match. And I really do hope... I really do hope to for us to figure out more non-problematic films about women who do sports. It's not on us. Filmmakers got to make them. No, I'm saying maybe there are ones that we're not figuring out. You know? Um... I was I was sad I was sad about that and I mean I really did like Blue Crush, but I know that apparent that that it is probably a problematic movie, um, and Personal Best is pretty good. Like Personal Best, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I have I have a little bit of fan mail. Or what were we just talking about? Just uh, just read about how two thousand nineteen there's stuff coming and I I still I think High Life is the movie to beat. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to see it when it comes out. Awesome. I think also last year I had Movie Pass, and right now, like, there's no great um, substitute for it. Mm-hmm. I tried Cinemia, and it was a real pain in the ass. What's it called? Um, John Cross of the After Movie Diner podcast. He does the um, the Regal. They they have their version of Movie Pass. He says it's good. He oh, says I'm, he says it's kind of I'm worth sh- it. I'm sure it is. It's just. It's just they don't have like a lot of artsy movies sometimes. That's true. That's very true. I, I, you know, the thing is because I live in Dimmis Park, I'm not saying where, but because I live in Dimmis Park, there's a wonderful movie theater that shows all the big budget movies, and on Wednesdays it's five bucks. So, so ten pole pictures is not my issue. It's that I would go to the Metrograph. I would go see. You know, I wish Quad had a pass. Because I love what Quad's been doing. Quad, mm-hmm. Quad is low-key killing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I think... Uh, the movies I've seen in the theater this year... Kane River, Glass, Captain Marvel, Us. Kane River, which is a movie that's 20-some years old... Was my favorite 30, experience. 30. 30. Glass was cool. Um, we'll talk about Us. I think. I think Us... Its issue is not really the movie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The that issue. Just, the issue. You. The issue is other people. Thank you. Um, On both ends of the spectrum, but yeah. Oh yeah, more like both ends of the. No, not even gonna go there. Um, oh shit. Also. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, having Sloan on on the air, and uh, also Ronald Wimberly has been throwing us some good some good listens and and thoughts from the show. So. Nice. We'd love to have you on again because we didn't we didn't get to finish all the stuff. Yeah. Um, 
our our friend Amanda at West at W Mass Liberty. Yep. Four one three. Four one three wants to be on the show because I, I I invited her because I because I she's she's a libertarian and mm-hmm. she has a good taste in music in movies mm-hmm. and I'm a socialist mm-hmm. but we respect each other because we're both uh, well read and smart about stuff and polite people awesome. and. Um, I w- and we're go- we need when we get off record, we need to uh, uh, find a date for her to be on the show because I think it'll be a great show. Cool. And I want to have uh, differing viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just li- I, I like having guests on the show because sometimes, sometimes like, I'm I'm recovering from the flu. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. We gotta. Oh, your voice choked up a little bit, but I think that was just like so. Those listening, he wasn't about to cry. Because I wasn't looking at you, but it did sound like that. Man, I cried enough this week, man. I had the flu once, and I thought... I'd never had the flu before in life up until 2013. And I thought I was dying. Like, I thought my kidney was failing, which I kind of want to get into that. It's not failing, but yeah. The flu is a the flu is a doozy. As I'm sure anyone knows. But, um... I see we have some, uh, some mail. We have some mail from mm-hmm. Melissa Silvestri. Oh, okay. I hope it's okay that I'm still calling you Melissa Silverstyle. Hi, Marcus and Scott. I really enjoyed listening to the episode with him too, May. He's a thoughtful and interesting person. I agree. We agree. We agree. I highly agree about the divide in documentary filmmakers and their subjects. Around 2010 to 2011, I attended the Cinema Eye Honors a couple times and felt weird about seeing upwardly mobile white people get awards for documentaries about minority communities or struggling people, and it always made me a little uncomfortable, like seeing the filmmakers reaping the benefits of awards and receptions while the subjects just go on with their lives. I may say like the, the feedback that we got about this episode was about this sort of stuff. Great. Or if they are invited to the events, it is very fleeting and are more tokenized rather than truly being accepted among the film community. I'm from a white middle-class background myself, but I could see a classism that I felt really put off by. That's real as fuck, Melissa. Yeah. I even saw, and this is not completely, this, this is not really the same, but when I was watching the, the, uh, the most famous film award show and Free Solo won, mm-hmm. Not, is that called free solo, open solo? The, no, the free solo. Free solo. Yeah. And while the filmmakers, I believe, were Asian American, and the the mountain climber is a white dude, they never let him say anything. Mm. They just spoke the whole entire time when they won. And I right. was just like, what? This isn't a drama. Like, this dude, this dude climbed one of the most difficult mountains without a rope. Right. He can't just say one thing? Yeah. Now, granted, he's not part of a, you know, a marginalized population. Mm-hmm. But does that mean, like, what, the filmmakers are the only part of the story? Yeah. What do you think about that? You're absolutely right. It doesn't really get much deeper than that. All right. Sometimes yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm worried about, you know, I, I am biased. For movies I've seen lately, I was mixed on Captain Marvel. I didn't find the story or hero very compelling, but I liked the dry banter between Samuel L. and Brie Larson, Annette Bening's performance and screen presence, and the cat jokes. That shit was cool. On Hulu, I watched Dudes. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Penelope Spheris uh, directed that, I believe. That's like her early... That was like after the um, decline of the Western civilization. Um, oh shit! It's on Hulu. Sasuke and I got a date tonight. Oh, you haven't? Have you seen it before? No. No, you're gonna you're gonna like that movie. I mean, it's called Dudes. <laughs> a 1987 like punk rock western directed by Penelope Spheres, starring John Cryer as a punk rock kid. Uh, it was okay with Fears leaving as the villain and a good punk soundtrack. I just could not believe John Cryer is a punk rocker, and though if this happened. In real life, Cryer would get killed fast, and Flea would just kick dirt. And so, oh yeah, Flea showed up in a lot of those shits. Mm-hmm. Did we ever talk about Let's Get Lost? Yeah, absolutely. Love I that movie. Episode. He was yeah. in it, mm-hmm. and he was also in Suburbia, the original Suburbia. Mm-hmm. I think both Suburbias are pretty good movies. Back to the Future Two. 
a lot of random stuff. Yeah, he played Nihilist in that move, that yeah. lesser seen movie by those brothers. What was yeah. it? The, with the dude. Yes. I don't know. No one's seen that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, the big Lewinsky. The big the big Lewinsky because 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 it's about Monica Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. Yo. Hmm. Speaking of the person who inspired our show, mm-hmm. Tom Green, who never responds to our tweets, we'd love to have you on the yeah, show. Do you remember when he did that special with Monica Lewinsky to announce that she had made a hat company? Of course. The funniest part of that whole thing was when the press <laughs> were trying to take pictures and he was over to just leave us alone. Leave us alone. It was really funny. Of course, I was a, I was a faithful Tom Green watcher. Well, obviously, why would, you know. I've watched it all. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he was, he was uh, pushing, he was cap- you know, he was caping this week for people to watch entertainment. Yeah, he was. This week. So it's like, clearly, you fucking get it, Tom. We'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, we unironically think Freddie Got Fingered is a masterpiece. Absolutely. And I think you are, there is, there is no, there is no jackass without you. There is no Eric Andre without you. And even though I think you were adjacent to Buzzkill, uh, I still think what you did was was very important and very special. And and you love rap in a way that not all yeah. white people that like rap love rap. Um, what was the um, True Life story when they were? It was like True Life when they were like falling around celebrities for like a period. They did one with mm-hmm. Chris Rock. They did one with Tom Green. And, like, Tom Green went to the record store and bought some music. And, like, he bought uh, the Beanie Siegel album. No, no. He brought the State Property album. I'm sorry. That's even and deeper like, of a cut. Yeah, and it was, like, bumping it in his car. And it was, like, rapping along with the words and everything. It was really cool. I wonder if Tom Green enjoyed South Pro- State Property, too. That was a difficult yeah, one. Yeah, Kill a season, man. We could... I want one of y'all to... Ooh. I want y'all to patron... To pay for us to watch Kill a Season and talk about it. Cause I don't need to... Maybe I don't need to watch. I've seen the movie so many times. I just want to talk about it. Yes, please send us some uh, send us some Patreon love. We'll talk about you know some movies. No one's done. Oh, actually, off record, we need to talk. Patreon's about to start to change its hierarchy, so mm. we actually need to sign up for Patreon, even if we don't start a Patreon pretty soon. Oh, okay. We need an intern, bro. Yeah. Does anyone listen? Do any of you care? <sighs> yes, plenty of people care. I mean, yeah. Someone started, like, writing intro, like, good descriptions mm. for episodes, and they stopped two episodes in. No judgment. Yeah. No judgment, but it just made me feel bad. Okay, let's go back to Melissa Silverstyle. Mm-hmm. She says, and I saw Us, which I thought was good, but not as amazing or as scary or as hyped. I was into the strong overall performances and cinematography, but don't think... Yeah, I'm not going to go too into this, Melissa, because we're going to talk about it next episode. Um, though one thing she said that I think is cool is that one of her friends said it transcended the genre, which sounded like a backhanded compliment, which it is, yeah. as if horror was a low genre. Yeah. It was a decent horror movie, that's all I thought. People love saying shit about shit that got nothing to do with other shit. A thousand percent. And I know, they get I, paid 50 bucks to write about it. Like, and I know that that's a very vague thing to say, what I just said. People get paid to say shit about shit. However, I'm just like, you know, I remember when you were, when you were posting about some BuzzFeed thing about how, like, uh, Happy Death Day to You was the first horror film about grief. Yeah, it was uh, Vice, actually. Vice. Can yeah. you for a second? Yep. Looking for my clicker. Anyways, um, it was just like, do y'all, y'all, like, whatever happened to hypothesis testing? You know what I mean? Like, like, one, is not every horror movie about grief? Yeah. Name well, me. he did say slasher, but even that, like, for slasher. Every slasher movie starts with someone getting murdered. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's interesting, though, is I did a little weird rabbit hole because nowadays, you know, when someone writes an article, they have all their social media handles, like, at the end of the article. So I, like, tracked down the, the guy. He's a really young guy who wrote it. And then he was tweeting about how he was seeing how his article that he wrote is trending for, you know, people were making fun of it. And he was saying, like, 
oh, it's pretty shitty to see people, you know, crap on something that you wrote about and feel positive about. And and then I remember for a split second, I was like, oh, that kind of makes me feel bad. It, it takes a lot to, like, voice your, you know, sadness about something to the world. But then I started reading more comments, and he was like, did people actually read the article? And then some folks are like, yeah, we actually did read the article, and you're still wrong. And it's just like, just watch movies just watch more movies also even if you're this like if you're jonathan rosenbaum if you're like an old school film critic who's seen so many movies they still wouldn't say this movie is the first thing to ever do that because they're because there's always a movie that did it before like just stop saying yeah also just just talk about hey this movie dealt with grief here's why yeah why don't you just say this slasher movie dealt with grief in a cool way yeah like Candyman's about grief exactly is it also, every single, like, what is grief? Grief on so, various levels. So, Candyman's about. So, someone dies and you feel bad about it. And what happens in every slasher movie? Someone dies. Yeah. You yeah. know, come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, and I'm not trying to diss anybody. It's just, like, when I think I've come up with an idea that's new, I do a little research that's to see. Just search. To, to just see if, like, I'm off. Yeah. And then otherwise, you know, I just, I just, I just switch my hypothesis. Yeah. It's not like I'm saying like, you know, don't, I would just switch my hypothesis and say, this is a move. This isn't the first slasher movie that's dealt with grief, but I like how this film deals with grief. And, and also in doing my research, here are some other movies that I think. Exactly. Like, so I'm not dissing this dude. It's just like very... I am. I just want to make that clear. You're, you're fine. That's totally fine. But that article, to me, kind of just represented... It it's just kind of like, like, like the final straw of just like uninformed people writing about things that they know no- nothing about. And it's just like, I'm just, just kind of... I was already over it, but this was just like the, the tipping point. So... But that's cool. You, you, you're not here. I, I am. I very much am. I hear you, dude. Yeah. Also, my, my uh, Saskia just saw this movie called Babylon, mm-hmm. nineteen eighty, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she really, she really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell whether it came out in nineteen eighty nine, in nineteen eighty, or the year two thousand nineteen. It's hard to say. Wow. Um. Hold on one second. Saskia! I don't know if she can hear you. That's okay, don't pause. No, I'm not. I'm just Whatever. saying where we're at. Um, you, you keep on talking. What else? Um, I saw... Um, so, yes, Saturday, this past Saturday, was one of those days where, like, me and my fiancé, we had plans... And we ended up not going out and just literally watched movies all day. Watched the Motley Crue movie on Netflix, which was terrible but entertaining. Watched the Theranos documentary, which was, was interesting. Yo, but we there, watched, but that, we watched that, that last night. We watched that last night. And it's just like, man, if you just have a husky voice and and uh, a turtleneck, you can just, like, white people could sell anything. Sure. I, I also, what, what also gets grazed over, I mean, this was just like the high-tech tech pharma version of the Firefest uh better movie though the, yes i i just i do think that movies that are coming out like the Sternos documentary like fire festival i think what kind of gets it's there it's right there in front of us but it doesn't get dealt with it gets grazed over the fact that it's just like how these like fortunate white people have access to really deep pockets like that just gets casually like that in itself needs to have its own like multi-series do- documentary because there's these things where, like, even in these films, like um, Elizabeth, I forgot her last name, and the Firefest guy, there's these hints of, like, how... And I'm not saying that they didn't work hard, but it's just there's this there's this theme with these movies and a lot of articles where it's just, like, you know, all you got to do is work hard and you can be a billionaire. And it's like, that's really not true. Maybe, like, there's a super small percentage, but I just wish people would stop trying to sell that idea because that's really not the case. Like, a lot of it is just knowing the right people, already being born into money, having access to it. Um, I think that in itself is an interesting thing that should be explored on film, but for some reason, it's not. Um, 
We also binge watched that Idris Elba DJ producer nanny documentary. Uh, I mean, a uh, series. It's only eight part series. Uh, oh yeah, Turn Up Charlie. You know that's what it's called. And I remember being a little skeptical because it's just like, are we really doing like the black guy? He's a nanny to a little white girl. Is this? Is this? Huh? But then when you watch it, it's a hard sell. But when you actually watch it, it's like, oh okay, this is what it's about. It's actually not. It and worked then, pretty cool with The Rock. Hmm. It worked pretty cool with The Rock. That's true. This is yeah. But I also think you'd appreciate it too because what, what's kind of cool about it is he's like a. He's a has-been producer who used to be something. And throughout the movie, there is some non-forced, non-pretentious, like, machine talk. Like, there's, uh, it throughout the series, there's a part where, like, they start talking about, like, the MPC 2000 XL. And then how, like, you know, then there's, like, the Akai MPK MIDI machines. Like, there's really cool, like, producer oh. gear gearhead stuff in it. it it's, it's really cool. So. Yeah, so the film is called Babylon. It came out in 1980, but it never really got really fire. Mm-hmm. It's about these like these kids trying to create a, a sound system in mm-hmm. in England, mm-hmm. and then and then people being racist. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's really good. Saskia loved it. I, I want to check, check it out. It out. Okay. Um, so they're doing a, a revival. That's dope because that movie was made in 1980. Yeah. And we were talking about that movie Girlfriends a couple weeks ago, and Ronald Wimberly said he has a copy, so maybe we could go over there and mm. watch it sometime. That'd be cool. Because that's a movie that I would like to see. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else I saw. I saw that movie Behind the Curve, where it's just like people trolling people about the flat earth. Oh, okay. What? Uh, tell me more about that. Uh, that's all I really have to say about it. Oh, all right. Well, fair enough. I really just wasn't feeling about it, dude. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you wasted my time, bro. You're talking about it kind of like how I felt about Bill Maher's Religious, where it's just like, you're trolling these super religious people, and you made this movie just to, like, mug at the camera and make yourself feel smart. You know why that movie was dumb? Because Bill... Yeah, but I don't know why you think it's because Because the, the conceit of the film is not bad. Looking at the hypocrisies of religion is not a bad thing. Mm, in fact, in fact, um, questioning is the spirit of of discovery. Mm-hmm. But Bill Maher had decided the conclusion of his hypothesis before starting the movie, mm. so he just came off as a smug asshole. Well, he always does. I don't like him. N- neither do I. We should start a podcast together. Yeah, we should, dude. We should invite him on the show and trick him and then just beat him up. But leave it on the court so they can hear the thumping sounds. I hear you, man. So, uh, one thing, you know, we were talking about Bertolt Brecht the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I read, there's a, there's a, a, a paragraph of his I really like. Um,. To say that Swiss cheese is a victim of circumstances, not of courage's character, will not, however, be of much use to the actress interpreting this character. If cowardice is less important here than it first appears, what is more important? Surely it is a failure in understanding rather than in virtue. Now, there's a lot more context in that, but I like the idea that he was shitting on Swiss cheese. I don't. Swiss you know, cheese is the only I, cheese I, I like. And I've stopped really eating cheese and dairy things recently. I love Swiss cheese, dude. This is awesome. Swiss cheese is a wonderful thing. It is. Thinly cut. It's really good. You like thin cheese? Yes. I like thin anything. Like thin turkey pepperoni, thin uh, chicken breast, thin turkey, deli turkey. I like it all cut thin. Thin, thin style. Yeah. Good old thin style. Speaking of thin style... You're looking thin. Yeah, I've lost almost 100 pounds. That's awesome. I, yeah, it came up because... Well, that reminded me, too. I was at my uh, my, my six-month kidney appointment uh, a few days ago. Everything's good. My creatinine level. That's the most important number when you had a kidney transplant. It's still... It's where it's been consistently for the last 11 years. Um, Can you supplement uh, with creatine or will that kill you? No, you don't know. We don't... No, 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 no. I don't know if it'll kill... Well, maybe, but no. Yeah, you don't want to do that, but... um. 
yeah, it just got me thinking about like health and all that stuff and how I remember going in because you have to do all your vitals and I know I gained a little weight, but then in retrospect, it's like, yeah, I gained a little weight, but I'm not back to like where I was, you know, like a decade ago. It's like I still have maintained, I still have kept off 100 pounds like, I'm 270. I don't necessarily like being 270. I like being in the 250s, but whatever. I was 368 pounds before my kidney transplant. Um, so to keep that off for all this time, you know, I, I just thought, you know, I'm at a point now, kidney transplants don't last forever. I'm at 11 years. That's pretty good, dude. And it's like, oh, when's it going to... I remember I went into my doctor. He's been my doctor since 2007. And my whole vibe was like, all right, when's it going to fail? I'm going to die, right? And he was just like, no, everything's fine you know like he was just really calm about it and it calmed me down because I have a lot I'm about to get married then you know we're gonna have plan to have kids and all that stuff and I just oh shit I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to uh <laughs> Scott's holding up a picture of me when I was well I was like 300 I was like 310 in that picture so you're 270 right now yes how tall are you I'm 6'3 you can stand to lose a little that's what I'm saying I I I, I I was thinner. I weighed myself. Bro, around. bro, bro. Yeah. Start jujitsu, and then we start a fucking tag team jujitsu team. Oh man. Called called the Dudley Boys Two. Dudley, okay. Electric booga boobs, and okay. and just <laughs> just pretzel motherfuckers. Okay. Imagine you and I fucking getting on the, the tables. Go, getting get, going to jujitsu matches together. Yeah. I got my third stripe today on my white belt this oh, weekend awesome. by the way. Congratulations. But, you, but uh, you know I'm, I'm really into myself so you were about to say that somehow I got brought up. No just thinking about your weight loss and then how like I was really into well I still am into like I go to the gym four to six t- times a week still um, and yeah I, I was just I was just happy that like Think things are fine and things are going fine for you and, and there's you know there's a couple other friends who are like more health focused I'm getting back to what I used to bench and what I used to squat I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back but I was kind of like two years ago I was kind of beasting uh, in terms of like what I was doing in terms of the weights and, and, and whatnot. so I'm slowly getting back there and uh, I'm feeling a little better it was just like you know for those of you, you know, that know, my mo- my, my dad more so than, than my mom, his health was pretty poor. Um, and his he was like seeing him. That was like one of the main motivations to like lose weight, get in the gym and just kind of be active. So, uh, yeah, I think people need to stay healthy. It's like I go up. If you go in my car right now. In the front seat, front passenger seat, there's two empty two gallon water jugs. And if you look in the back seat, there's just a ton of like water. But it's just like breathing. I just drink. You know, it's just little things I did. Like, I drink water nonstop, like like it's breathing. I drink a I gallon a day. Bread. Yeah, that's yeah. Please, I, I I don't buy bread anymore. I don't buy pasta. Well, that's I've done that for a long time. I don't really, you know, just little. And then dairy. The older I get, dairy's been really screwing yeah, me up. Man. So I don't. I've I do the almond. I love coffee, and I've gotten used to almond milk and coffee. I don't put cheese on sandwiches or anything. Like like pizza is like a treat for me now. Whereas you know. Years ago, I'd have, I don't know, like I'd have a slice a day, on some, uh, two slices a day. So, Dude, I haven't had a slice you know? in a couple months, but I'm going to have one in, this, in a couple months. I had pizza last night for dinner. I had like a, a New York style slice. Second best, third best type of pizza in the world. I'll show you, I'll sh- I'll show you a nice place sometime. Oh, please. There's um, a, we went to this place in Williamsburg that had the pizza that you told me, boy, I guess they call it Detroit style pizza. This was last year, where it's like really thick bread with like pizza toppings on on top of it. You definitely the one that told me about what Detroit style pizza is. I mean, Detroit, Detroit. Look, I'm not one of those New York purists, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I think pizza is delicious. Yeah. And I really don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm kind of hungry, and that shit sounds so good, dude. Okay, well, let's talk about uh, pizza in London. That'll make you lose your appetite real quick. <laughs> They put no. beans on the side of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I've been doing is if like, so I'm real, I'm fairly low carb consider, considering, mm-hmm. but like if I'm in a food desert, you know, like if I'm in, like my school is in, is in an area where there's just like not a lot of options unless I want to just like buy a piece of grilled chicken and wrap it in cheese, which let me tell you is not that pleasant. Mm. I'll get a wrap. That's like what I'll do if I well, have to. Wraps are always my go-to. 
Yeah, but I used to eat the bread, and now I'm just like I'll have a I'll just have a wrap, or I'll have it I'll have That's some good. tacos or something. Good. You know, um, yeah, health, dude. Fucking health. Yeah, it gets you think. Yeah, and I'm just happy I have time, basically. But I was getting neurotic and worked up. But, you know, I think when you're in my position and you just you've lost both your parents and, and there's all the stuff, other stuff around you, it's just like, oh, I'm gonna be next. Like I, I was like the last few days, I was just thinking that. So it's nice to. And then the that so wait my yeah my kidney appointment was on Wednesday and since then I've been going like hard at the gym with no signs of wanting to stop. I used to go twice a day, but that's because every place I've worked for quite some time, my gym was like across the street. Now, not so much. If I don't make it in the morning, I can't go. So that's kind of my motivation to, if I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be able to go in the afternoon or after work. So it's like, I got to go in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes I'll double, I'll double my jujitsu, but it's good. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. It can be really rough. Don't, don't, don't forget to rest too. Resting is, resting is important, especially when, you know. We're now in our, in our upper 30s. It's easier a, to eat. No matter how much you stretch and do all that stuff before, mm-hmm. you, you can injure yourself. Excuse Yo, whatever me. happened to the movie Permanent Midnight? Permanent. I, I don't know. Last time I watched that was in college. My friend... Diagram he, of a scam. He bought it um, Bought it at Blockbuster in the like used bin, and then we watched it. Did that I haven't do- seen it since. You didn't like that movie? It's like about the dude that wrote Elf. Yeah, I did not like it. It was just, it was it was cool. It was something. I remember this watching is the that movie. This is the Ben Stiller movie, yes? Yeah, okay, I just remember watching sure. that movie thinking that I was like, that was going to be like mad funny. And it wasn't. No, see, I knew, so that movie, I remember the trailer to that movie was on a VHS of something that like my, that same friend already had. So I remember seeing the trailer and catching it like, oh, this doesn't look like a... This looks a little serious. So which movies are better? Things We Lost in the Fire, Clean, or Gridlocked? Clean? Yeah. And then like, if I had to rank it, Clean, I'm, I'm impartial to Olivia say it's Things We Lost in the Fire and then Gridlocked. Things We Lost in the Fire is a pretty good movie. That's sure. directed by Susan Beer. Yes. Part of that whole Danish wave of... Von Trier and Thomas Vinterberg and all, all those folks. She 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 was a dogma person. Right. Well. She. I mean, I like Brothers and After the Wedding was a beautiful movie. Oh my God! After the Wedding, yeah. I know I brought this up before, but I wait. I do, did you know oh. she directed fucking Bird Box? Yes. That's weird. It's like after yeah. to, to Brothers after the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still. I know I brought this up before. It, it's been a while, but I'm still curious. If Zach Braff is still trying to make After the Wedding with Eddie Murphy, because that was like a serious thing at, at one point. Um, I mean, Eddie Murphy, um, I really tried to watch that movie where he played the cook. Mr. Mm. Something. Mr. Mister, And I don't think it was... I don't think all movies that have theoretically problematic setups are necessarily bad. Yeah, okay. Like, I really do think Free State of Jones is an excellent film. Free State, wait, what, what's that again? What's Matthew McConaughey, Mahershala. Oh, yeah, 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 we talked oh, yeah, 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 about that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. And Tume and I have had polite disagreements about it. And even though the film presents on the surface as a white savior film, to me it's an anti-capitalist, pro-populist movie, mm. and I really dig it. Mm-hmm. This movie, Mr. Deeds, no, uh... Yeah, it's it's called, it's like Mr. Wonderful... Well, no, that, that was Jim Belushi. It's something... I know what you're talking about. Like, it doesn't... It's, it's definitely skirts on the magical black person trope. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like... It just wasn't a, the most amazing movie. Which really is a shame because, look, he's got some terrible things under his belt. But at, at the end of the day, you can argue with me all you want. I don't care. And I'm not talking to you specifically, so I'm talking to anyone. Eddie Murphy is one of the most talented people. So to see where he's at now, it's a little disheartening. Um, I mean, you know, I, I... But, but, uh, but some of that is definitely on him. No one forced him to do Pluto Nash or Showtime or a or lot the, of... Or the or one that was in his head. 
where he was like aliens inside his head. Oh God, what's the name of that? Yeah. Or or Nor- or Norbit Armin White's favorite movie. Of course it is. I will you say so. He's Sorry. he's coming back with um, he's doing Coming to America too uh, with Arsenio yeah. Hall, directed by the greatest director of all time, the director Could of Hustle me? and Flow. Yeah, him. Um, that I just guy. think it's like that. Then you have Bad Boys Three. I just think there's a lot of. It's, it's just crazy with nostalgia. Yeah, I'm like I'm. You know, why don't we make a remake of the film Nostalgia? That would be weird. What? What? With, do Eddie Mur- with, with, with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Dude, I would <laughs> kickstart the shit out of out of a remake of. Tarkovsky's nostalgia. No, actually, just Martin Lawrence. With I don't know Martin Lawrence. Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Will Smith. Is, yeah, Will, I'm Smith good on him. Will Smith is over right now, but yeah. but Martin Lawrence. That could be. Who knows, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing. Thematically, to, a Knight's Tale. No, a Knight's Tale has some similar. And as I no, talk, a Knight's Tale has some similarities to, 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 to nostalgia. I think it has more similarities to Hard to Be a God. Um, mm, okay, Kessler, your homework for the weekend. Is to figure out a connection between those movies we just mentioned. Why are you talking in that voice? I will do my best, Scott. I miss you, buddy. I won't be on your show. Anyways. Let me actually, since he came up real quick, I have to say, shout out to anyone that, uh, you know, held me down during this time. But like, Martin Kessler sent like this thank you card. Uh, when my mom was in the hospital before we knew things were bad, like he sent a get well card and then he sent like three di- different cards throughout during this whole time. It was, it was, it was really cool. So that's the kind of person that Martin Kessler is for those of you listening. Um, but yeah, no, nah, he's a good dude. So who I'm trying to think who, who Tar- Tarkovsky doesn't really, well, no, there, there's some people. I mean, there's close they're, to Tarkovsky. I just want someone to make that kind of movie with Martin Lawrence right now. Yeah, I mean, or or after the wedding with Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so interesting. Sure. I mean, I would love to know what Zach Braff was thinking, because I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that I think would translate to America pretty easily. Of sure. It's not like a it's not like a complicated motif. Oh, yeah. You know, like so, some some foreign films. Like I think the big issue with the translation of Old Boy was the tone of the culture. Yeah. That's why I think like the gift or cachet are much better retellings mm-hmm. of those stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. Same very similar story but but more culturally uh aware. Uh I mean there's a lot of reasons why the old boy remake wasn't like my favorite. Yeah, I mean the whole the, the the twist was twisted, and it's not as like, and also by that time anyone has seen Old Boy, and even if you haven't seen Old Boy, you know what the twist is. So it's kind of like it takes the umph out out of it. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Uh, oh, so you said you wanted to further go into Marauders. Yeah, I, I watched Marauders. Uh, I didn't like it. But I guess the the positive thing I have to say about it is that all the pieces were there. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't there. It's like, you know, in high school and junior high when you could take a test, like science and math. And it was just like, even if you get the answer, like sh- show your work on the test and you'll get some points. Can, I thought can, it showed its work. Can I give it yeah. Can I give it a little bit of a back? I think we talked about it last week, but yeah. I, was, I was recovering from the flu. Mm-hmm. Marauders is a 2016 crime thriller film directed by Stephen C. Miller, written by Michael Cody and Chris Silverstone. What I really liked about it is it stars Christopher Maloney as, as, a, as a widower with nothing to lose, a uh, recovering alcoholic who listens to jazz music on his time off, uh, Bruce Willis, who's the back of his head is in the movie more than he's in the movie. Yeah, he is. But you, you know how much I love the genre of Bruce Willis directed DVD, mm. DVD movies. Um, I don't think he he was in Glass enough, but maybe I don't know what was going on there. So Bruce Willis plays the the this banker with a backstory. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what's going on. Dave Bautista 
as the tough guy best friend of Christopher Maloney. Mm -hmm. He's a no-nonsense tough guy. And, you know, I think it's across the board with people I talk to. Dave Bautista is the greatest WWE star to act. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's... Because not only is he in good movies, he does a good job, and and he owns his size, pause... Um, and even and even when he showed up like briefly in that Rob Van Dam movie that you made me watch, he's great. He yeah. steals the show. There's a there's an ongoing joke in the wrestling world when someone does like a shoot interview and people ask questions like mailing questions. It's like how big is Batista's dick? Is like a common like so when a lot of wrestlers get asked that and like wrestlers wait what like it's like a thing. It's like a Baba Booey in the wrestling world. Like, <laughs> Uh, by the way, how big is Batista's dick? And then, like, someone's like, wait, what did you just say? Like, it'll be, like, Bret Hart, X-Pac, or someone, and they're just like, wait, what? Yeah. I mean, so. we, we, we know how big X-Pac is. I don't know what you're talking about. He made an adult film uh-huh. with his with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, I know. She's, she's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, right? They said that... They yes. said D-Generation X is getting... getting yes. in a cheap way. I think there's some... We can't even get into all the politics uh, behind it. But I think it's a little... I'm glad she's going in, but she should be going in as a solo person. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, DX. Which means Shawn Michaels is going into the WWE for uh, a second time. And also, this other guy gets left out, too. He's just as part of the, 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 the guy that ended up being a scumbag from that thing you do. Oh, yeah, that dude. Yeah, him. He's, just, he's important to the story as well. He, he should have got billing. He's in this shit more than Bruce Willis is. Texas Battle, Richie Chan. I don't know. No Texas. No Texas Battle is an old actor. I know who that. Yeah, go ahead. So basically, like, it's like it's like, to me, it was like a bootleg Inside Man with action actors, with pieces of heat, with pieces of heat. And I just, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was well crafted. It had some character development. It had, it was, it wasn't just paint by numbers. See, I kind of thought, it, like, not to be that guy, but it's just, like, exactly, like, the widowed cop with the drinking problem holds a gun to his head. Like, some of the lines in the movie, like, it's so, it's just cliche. Like, I avoid trying to say that word, but it's cliche to me in, like, in, 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 in like a negative, like, you didn't have to, I don't know. It just should have been, been more fun. I think that is, I, I do know, I'm not going to say I don't know, I do know. Um... There's the, uh, yeah. Um, I just think there should have been more action. I, I I knew what I was getting into beforehand. I knew like Bruce Willis was literally going to be cut and paste, uh, in parts of the movie. I now, just I think, watch a lot of his movies lately, and mm-hmm. and if he's not starring it, he's in it for maybe ten minutes. It seems. Sure, sure. It's a genre, and I like the genre sometimes. Um, and that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah. I gave it a try. I watched it one and a half times. I tried, I, tried, I even tried to watch it again. I didn't just give up on, 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 on one viewing. But, um, yeah. So, any closing words? Uh, tip your waitress. Mm-hmm. And, uh, be nice to people. Now, you know, you know how rumors go in Hollywood. I mean, it's getting so you can only trust a National Enquirer for you. I wrote that joke myself. I don't know why I did. You know, he's treating me so good. Anyway, I heard that some friends of mine were here, and they are the Temptations. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Temptations. Hey, man, what's up, baby? Man, I feel I feel undressed here. You guys just got back from the East Coast, right? Cold weather and the whole thing. Very cold. Very cold. Remember that time we were in Atlantic City down on the beach and all? Yeah. Now you want to do that too? down. And the streets get so hot, we shall tie our feet for fireproof. Under the boardwalk, out of 